Hello, everybody. Thank you for stopping by this podcast channel. And I just wanted to share my heart and vision of why I started this podcast and what you can expect on it. And I just wanted to give a brief of my testimony of why I think this space is super important um, for those who need it. So, um, first of all, I wrote a book. I'm sure you're familiar. It's called, if you're stopping by this podcast, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Wait, That's Not All. And um, I'll get into discussing my book in, in another podcast, but it has to do with my journey of walking through of eating disorder, how the Lord walked me through um, overcoming an eating disorder and how I found complete victory, healing, and freedom from that. Now, with this podcast channel, consider it as an extension of my book. And there's just so many things that I couldn't get into uh, in, in my writings that I want to get into here. And consider this as me taking your hand and walking you through day-to-day, real-life, living like what is what do some of these things looked out uh, look like walked out what are more practical applications and we're going to explore a ton of other topics on this podcast channel i'm going to have um, testimonies i'm going to have guest speakers so here is the crux of why i wanted to do this and let me get a little bit into my testimony now um when when I was 14, I it, it's like my my world just came crumbling down, and my parents within a year all these things happened. My parents got a divorce. My dad and sister moved out of my our house. It was like my childhood home I grew up in. That was the only house I ever knew. They moved out. My mom got remarried less than a year, and. Then we moved into another home and um, I lost some very close friends and had to deal with um, losses there. So it was just, I went from structured, stable environment to my world crumbling down around me. And I did not know how to deal with this. And I was passive by nature. I was a peacemaker by nature. And I I never like spoke up and I wasn't one of those children to lash out and speak up and, and voice my frustrations or struggles. So I just shoved them down for, from probably 14 to uh, 17 years old. I didn't know how to deal with them. And what, what 14, 15, 16 year old does know how to quote unquote process and their feelings and deal with, deal with what's going on. Um, typically we aren't taught those things in school. Um, not unless, you know, our parents maybe put us in with a counselor at that age to kind of work through those things. Um, but since I didn't make any noise, basically I was just one of those kids that I I never made a peep, right? You would have never known anything was wrong with me. And so I'm, I'm not blaming my parents, obviously. Um, but they, they just didn't know kind of the battle that was going on within me. So basically I caught wind of what an eating disorder was um, late high school, sometime in late high school years, maybe junior, senior year. 
and never had heard about it before, was just kind of oblivious to it. Well, long story short, um, I, I start dab, I learn about it. I dabble in it. And then the, the enemy just saw an opportune time to present to me a lie, which I didn't know at the time that it was a lie straight from the pit of hell and a trap that was going to try to take me out in life. Um, but he presented to me a lie of, well, if you can kind of control your food and eating and it was just a form of control. And so that's how I thought I could get a handle on my emotions and my life because it it was like I went from feeling completely out of control with all these events that I I had no control over too. Oh, I, I feel controlled in my eating now and I can control my weight. I can control my eating. I can control my body. I can control my emotions with this. So it was just like this transference of out of control to control. And so then I just, I get sucked into this, uh, an eating disorder. Again, it starts out really small and, and kind of innocent of, Oh, let me just see what this is all about to full blown bondage um, demonic, demonization, demonic, um, where I just need the power of Christ to break this darkness off of me. So it goes from one extreme to the other. And so my whole journey with walking it out, I can see now hindsight that had this thing not happened to me, I honestly, the Lord would have used something else to bring me to him, but this is what he, he, he allowed it, um, because he knew it would drive me straight into his arms. So during this time, it was when I cried out to the Lord and I, it, it caused me to turn to him because I would, I would consider myself growing up. We went to church occasionally. We, you know, fairly often, but Jesus was never personal to me. I never questioned, like, there's no God out there. There's no Jesus. I always knew the Sunday school stories, you know, Noah's Ark, uh, Adam and Eve. I knew all those basic stories in the scriptures, and I I believed in Jesus, but I never had a deep personal relationship with him, and it wasn't until, um, like, uh, my kind of intervention moment when I moved to Nebraska, and I... Um, go to live with my aunt and uncle and my aunt uh, is a, is she passed away several years ago but she was a, a huge she had a huge Im- impact in my life and she was a strong believer and so she introduced me to a relationship with Christ where it was relationship like interactive I could see his involvement I could see his hand I could feel him. I could, his word came alive. It was just like, whoa, this is not Sunday school stuff. It's almost like he went from black and white on paper to 3D in living color of, whoa, there is a God out there (laughs) and, uh, he's real and this is real and there's power. He, he is the source of power. He is the source of love and all that. So, Uh, I say that to say in my journey of where I was then, you know, and that was 20 years ago to where I am now, he's just taken me on this long walk, 
but when I was in the thick of it, that, that is where I want to provide space. And I want to be with you in the thick of it. One of my biggest hearts cries was, God, I feel so alone. Now this was before the internet. This was before WebMD. This was before Google. I mean, maybe barely dial up internet was coming out. But I, so I had no resources. I had no way of um, asking for help, getting help. And I had so much shame over um, my eating disorder because it, the majority of it was bulimia. In my eyes, it was to me, this was my own self-talk. I'm not calling anybody else out there this name, but my own self-talk was, okay, Leslie, pick the grossest thing and most disgusting issue you can have, you know, purging (laughs) and get that. Why don't you? So again, that's what I was saying to myself or better yet, that's the lies that the enemy was telling me that kept me quiet and kept me, uh, you know, the shame over my head for so many years that I just could not bring myself to talk about it. So I, I, my heart's cry during that time was, God, send somebody to talk to me about this. I can't talk to anybody. I didn't know one per. Well, I did. I did know one person that had an eating disorder, but they were somebody in high school and clearly I wasn't going to contact them, you know, that many years later and be like, can you tell me about your struggle and, or, you know, how did you get help? Or I, I, I was just obviously not mature enough to do that then. And that was not the right person to go to. So I did know of one or two people that had struggled with it, but I, I didn't know of any resource hotline, um, group, people, whatever, to get help from. And that clearly um, was not in my favor because I was just left to figuring it out on my own. So I I went through the whole journey of um, diets, like, let me try all these different kind of diets to see if I can get my eating under control. And and bottom line is man-made rules, behavior modification alone can't deliver you. I I needed deliverance. I needed healing. I didn't need some program formula because it, it, it was the issue of my heart and it was lies and suppressed emotion and grief I had to process through and, you know, all that stuff I had to process through, um, to get the healing. So you can't just put a bandaid of, um, here, behavior modificate and do this particular diet because that it's a, that would be like putting a bandaid on over grief, behavior modificating my way out of out of grief. Like no, but the, you know the grief with the loss of um, my parents' um, marriage, you know the divorce and my sister moving out and some other things breaking up, you know, moving homes and just, there was a lot of loss and a lot of grief. And I, I minimized it because I just, that's how I survived and coped and moved on was just minimize, 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 suppress, suppress, suppress. It's fine. Move on. It's fine. Move on. No, until I went back and, and opened those things up and, and gave them a voice, felt the emotion you know, went through all the, you know, I think they, they teach, you know, there's five stages of grief, 
grief, you know, anger, denial, you know, all those things. I, I had to process through what happened in my life to, to get the healing and the freedom. So that's, that's my whole thing of, um, this is going to help walk you through the things I want to teach here, the things that I want to walk you through is just that there is a walking through process. If you are like me and, you know, we're struggling with whatever weight issues, I want to take you deeper and say, there's a reason why this particular, you know, you, do you recycle diets every year? Do you jump on the bandwagon of diets or controlling food behaviors? Let's look at the things behind it maybe and see if we can get healing there. So basically it boiled down to Christ and Christ alone and until I got the truth, I think of scriptures that say, um, if you continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. I did not need um, behavior modification. I needed freedom and healing and to be able to process through, you know, the stuff that had happened in my past. And until until that came in, I, I, I was stuck in eating disorder, controlling food behaviors, and a whole slew of other things. So I felt really led and and called to offer this to whoever needs it. Um, I can testify, and here's the hope. Here's the hope, because when I was stuck in the in the dark pit of of my eating disorder. What I wanted to hear was, can, can you ever get on the other side of this where you never diet, you don't fluctuate in weight, you get to your right weight, whatever that looks like, or should I say frame or size? Cause I don't, we're not, it's not a number. It's not a, I have to weigh this number amount. And if I go up or down, then I'm, it stresses me out. No. So Let's just not even say that, you know, weight number, but it, God made everybody with a particular frame and the frame should not go up and down 50 pounds every year. Or, I mean, there could be medical reasons why that may happen. So there could be, I'm not saying that it's, this is a hard, fast black and white, because there could be some medical reasons for people maybe on certain medications that it causes that. So consider this to be kind of the, the typical person where there is hope where you can find your, um, the, the frame or, or size that you're supposed to be and stay there and not fluctuate majorly, but just the steady and there's no more binging there's no more overeating. There's no more um, controlling food behaviors. That's, I wanted someone to tell me, can I ever not just be like recovered or like is dormant, but then, and, and I'm not knocking recovery because re- recovery is, is wonderful for people. But I had to go one step further and say, 
can there be a day that I don't have to look over my shoulder and be afraid that this thing's going to pounce on me at any moment? Can there be a day that I don't ever think about it? Like to walk through a day and not be obsessed with my weight, what I'm going to eat or not eat, or could there actually be a day? I wanted to hear that there was there, that that actually could, I could get to that place in my life. And let me tell you, this is what I want to testify to. Yes, there is a day there, there is hope for the hopeless in that situation. So that is my encouragement for, um, opening up this podcast, um, channel to walk you through the ins and outs of just the mud and to be in the thick of it with you and then praying. And of course, it's it's not my words that's going to change you. It's I point you to truth. I point you to scriptures. Jesus is the only way. I'll tell you that right now. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And his truth sets you free. So every single one of my podcasts will, um, the foundation will be the truth in God's word. And I will build on top of that foundation. So whatever information I present to you, the solid foundation will be truth. And the gospel, our great commission is as Christians go and preach the good news, go and and share the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ is the, that is what it means. Good news. But I want to take it and angle it to there is good news with this particular issue, struggle with weight, food, um, you know, eating disorders. I want to hone in and focus on there's good news in this struggle. Let me bring good news. You can be completely set free to where your mind does not obsess on these things um, anymore. So that, that is where I want to preach the gospel of the good news. Yes, it is Christ, but how Christ, the good news can come into and does come into every area of our life and where there's bondage, where there's darkness, where there's, um, brokenness, the good news comes in to that place and brings the truth. And what does the truth do? It sets us free. So that's my hope is to parachute down into your life in this particular area. This is my calling. This is my vein. And that's something I've learned usually is wherever you've been attacked in life, whatever's been like your biggest fight, usually that is where your calling is or else the enemy wouldn't have tried to take you out. In, in that area. So this is where I got attacked. This is where the enemy almost tried to take me out because I was to that point where my body was shutting down. Um, in when I moved to Nebraska and lived with my aunt and uncle, I, my body was to the point where I stopped having my periods. It, it, it was starting to shut down and, um, it is just a miracle that I'm alive uh, my, my dad and aunt, if I wasn't going to, now this is just how bad off I was. If I wasn't going to allow them to intervene in my life and 
um, move to Nebraska to kind of get away from all the unhealthy lifestyle that I was living where I was, they were going to take me to a funeral parlor to pick out my casket because they knew you're not going to make it. it as a wake up call. Now I don't <laughs> hindsight. It's like that, that wouldn't have been good. Probably that's that when you're in that much darkness, those kind of things, they could work, but that, that wouldn't have worked. Thank God they did not have to take that measure and do that, um, to me because I complied and I, I agreed to move to Nebraska and, and live with my aunt. I was, I wanted out of that. And so praise God, but that is the point. And, and even my dad wrote his obituary out and showed it to me. And in his obituary, he put proceeded in death by Leslie Nowicki. That was my maiden name, Nowicki. As a, like they, it's like to shock me out of this. I just think of uh, when people are on the operating table and they're, they're like dying or their body is shutting down, what do they get those pads out? And it's like, uh, we're trying to shock them back, back to life. And so, I mean, so I, I know those may have not been great things, or, or maybe that's exactly what needed to happen. But the point is they were trying to shock me back to life because what was their heart behind it? They wanted, they didn't want me to die. They wanted to see me live. And so that's where I am today. And that's, that's how deep, um, and how long God's arm is to, he dug me out of that dark pit. And so But this podcast um, channel, I I want it to speak to a wide range of people. It does not, do not think that it's going to be exclusive to those who are um, struggling majorly with eating disorders, even to the point of their body shutting down. They could be knocking on death's door. Are they going to make it? Are they not? It's not just the extreme cases, kind of which I was in the category of, but it is even the light cases of, okay, I don't know why, but I get up at night and I just kind of have a mini binge. I just midnight snacks. And I'm, I, why, why do I do this? It's like sabotaging where I could be at maybe your natural weight or, you know, it's just an emotional thing and, and, and you want to deal with it or, the occasional binge eater or the, you know, the yo-yo dieter, you go in and out of yo-yo diets, you're, you're, you're fine for a while. And then you may jump on the bandwagon of whatever new fad diet is out. And then you have some success, but then you struggle and you're like, I can't do this long term. And then you fall off. And then you're like, who cares? Throw in the towel. And you don't care anymore about what you eat, how much you eat how much weight you gain or, you know, and then you get frustrated again and then you try something new, you know, that person where it's like, Oh, just get me off this roller coaster. Can I not just walk in some kind of steadiness? And which when you do walk in steadiness, uh, your, your body will go exactly to the frame you're supposed to be that steadiness. You lose all your extra weight that you don't need to be carrying around. Or if you're underweight, you will, you will gain to the point of this is the size and frame that your body needs to be at 
to sustain your life at a healthy level. It's not overeating. It's not undereating. It's not up and down. It's just steady. And again, that's what you desire. A, a lot of you is just whatever frame that I'm supposed to be at in my life right now. I just want to be that, that, that frame and not more, not less, just whatever that frame is set for you. So that's, that's my heart behind this podcast. Um, I, I just hope that it is a source of encouragement. Um, I want to speak on so many things here, so many topics, and I'm excited to hear testimonies and one thing I want to get into, which I will do another podcast on the ins and outs of, of my book. Um, but I, I want to hear real life testimonies because I have a feeling, and we all know this, Satan re- recycles lies and he, he, he tells a lot of people the same lie and it's not until you start exposing it and it's like, Oh, he tells me that too. Oh, he tells me that too. So I want to hear a lot of, uh, when we walk through and when I get testimonies on, um, okay guys, share with me the, the ungodly beliefs that he's told you about, um, your struggles with food or whatever. And then as we explore what, what beliefs did you find in the truth? What are the truth based, um, beliefs that God gave you and, and to kind of help each other out of, cause I know I've heard before I, when I've heard people talk about, um, lies that they believe according to, uh, you know, with their weight and, and food and such, when they expose them, sometimes the Lord will highlight, or usually he'll highlight, um, Oh, I've thought that lie too. I didn't even realize it until it came into the light. <laughs> so I feel like um, when I start sharing testimonies of other people, it can, um, it can, the Lord will use it to to uh, take darkness, even more layers of darkness, maybe off of lies that you've believed. Like, oh wow, that was so subconscious. That was so at the bottom a lie that I was believing that was kind of laying at the, I think like the bottom of the ocean floor. It's not until, you know, it got stirred up a little bit that, whoa. And, and then to hear the truth, replace it. And then to get to break that off of your life. So that, that'll be fun to, to get into. So I, I feel like, uh, we, a lot, uh, we can all kind of get together and blow the top off of this, gimmick, this cover of this whole, um, lifestyle of controlling weight, food behavior, all of that. Like, let's get free from it once and for all, and just expose the enemy and the lies for what they are and stop believing them. And this goes against, it's going to go against mainstream. It's going to go against the ways of the world. Uh, I mean, I, I could so get off on a tangent right now. Just, uh, I mean, I think healthy eating is amazing. And I, I feel so good when I eat quote unquote 
healthy, more natural foods and such, especially as I, I've gotten older. When I was younger, I, and I ate this way, like maybe in my mid to late twenties, I, I had, I started eating this way, um, in, in my, you know, maybe around 24 is when I, the Lord started walking me kind of on this journey of eating this way. And so I can testify 20 plus years later, you know, I, I could eat this way on a lot of fast food and it not affect me. But now as my body's gotten older and things just change in our bodies as we got, as we get older, I, I can't live off of pizza and, um, greasy fast food and it not affect me like it, like it did 20 years ago. So there, you know, and this is where it's like our body has wisdom built in it. We know what foods to eat, um, that make us feel the best versus not. But going back to what I was saying, there can be bondage in, I will only eat, um, healthy foods. I will not, I would rather, you know, some people I've heard them say, I would rather die than, you know, put a chemical in my body, like a, you know, a processed food in my body, or it's like, hang on. I get what you're saying and, and I'm all for healthy food, but unless that's medically necessary, it's like, can we look at, is there a fear behind that? Is there some control behind that? Like, and that's what you want to get healed of because, and, and free from, um, because you, you, you don't want to be controlled by your fear or a lie. Those things should not move us, but it's rather we're moved by the spirit of God and the word of God and truth. So Anyway, I think I'm going to end this podcast here. I just wanted to share with you a brief of who I am and why I'm creating this podcast platform and what I hope comes out of it and and what I want to offer you again. Again, I want to be, um, I want to be that person that I desperately cried out to God for 20 years ago. God, if I could just have somebody take me by the hand and walk me out of darkness into truth, like, and, you know, and untangle all this mess that was in my mind, um, and, and all the deep issues that were underneath my eating issues that I had no clue what they were. So that is who I want to be today. And again, I'm it's not me, quote unquote me. What, what I want to point you to is Christ. So I want to, I want to offer you my hand, but it's really the hand of God that I want to connect you with. I want to um, give you words, but I always want my words to be of the Lord pointing to truth in scripture because you're not going to find freedom in me. Your freedom is in Christ. So, but I, I want to help make that connection and train your mind to go in that, in that direction and in that way. So I just want to say a quick prayer over you and then I'm going to let you go. Father God, I pray for all of my podcast listeners. I ask that you bless them. I ask that you somehow gave them whatever encouragement that they needed today. Hope. One of the biggest things, Father God, that, that I feel like these uh, people who are struggling in this area need is hope. And Lord, I just pray that they, their heart got lifted up today 
in some way of maybe there is a way out of all this mess and all this confusion and all this chaos that swarms around me in this area of my life. So Father, I just pray that you straighten out every crooked path in their life in this area. Father, I pray that their feet feel solid. And I pray, Father God, that you go before them and you go go behind them. And I pray that they hear your words and they know your voice. For the voice of a stranger, I pray they do not listen to, but they shun the voice of a stranger and the voice of lies. But they embrace words of truth that you have brought them and are trying to bring them. Father God, I pray anybody's heart that is feels troubled or even a little hardened or skeptical or even cynical today, Father God, I pray that you would bring softness in their heart, that they dare to believe one more time, I'm going to, I'm going to have hope one more time. I'm going to believe that you've got this God and that you're going to show me the way out. So I, I just pray blessing over you guys today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.